Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Chris Saliza, CNN politics editor at large and host of CNN's new podcast, Downside Up. I'm in for David Chalian today, and this is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, November 14th. It's been nearly a week since Election Day, where we know Democrats will keep the Senate for two more years and Republicans could just be days away from controlling the House. CNN projects the Democratic incumbents in Arizona and Nevada won their closely contested races, which also means Democrats are keeping control of the Senate. Take a listen to Senators Mark Kelly and Catherine Cortez Masto. So to Arizonans, my commitment to you remains the same. I will always be honest with you. I will always put our state ahead of politics, and I will always work to find common ground and deliver results that move Arizona forward. I was proud to have not only the support of Democrats, but many Republicans who had the courage to come forward uh, and support me, and and nonpartisan. So uh, I was just honored to have just that diverse uh, support from so many Nevadans across the state. The only Senate race to watch for now is Georgia's December 6th runoff, and the stakes are still high, even if the majority is already settled. If Senator Raphael Warnock wins, Democrats gain the 51 seats they need for a true majority. In that case, maybe Joe Manchin wouldn't have as much authority to hold votes up. If the Republican challenger Herschel Walker wins, the Senate will be 50-50 yet again. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told CNN that there were three reasons why Democrats defied expectations. First, we had great candidates. Our candidates cared about people, were effective, uh, talked directly to everyday Americans' concerns. The second reason we won was our record of accomplishment. So Democrats got a lot done, and to average voters, they care about that. But third, and maybe most important, the American people saw that democracy was at risk. President Joe Biden also addressed the midterm results overseas today, echoing some of what Schumer said about the threat to democracy being a motivating factor this election cycle. And the American people prove once again that democracy is who we are. And there was a strong rejection of election deniers at every level from those seeking to lead our states and those seeking to serve in Congress, and also those seeking to oversee the elections. What we don't know yet is which party controls the House, but it's looking more and more likely Republicans will come out on top. Nineteen House races have not been projected yet, and Republicans need to win at least six more seats to get to 218, while Democrats need to win at least 14 more seats. So while it's still mathematically possible for Democrats to keep the majority, President Biden weighed in on that possibility as well. I think we're going to get very close in the House, but I don't, I think it's going to be very close, but I don't think we're going to make it. The vote to pick a new House Speaker will be in January, but House Republicans will hold their internal leadership elections tomorrow. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy has officially declared his bid for the Speakership and has been working the phones to lock down support. Plus, he has former President Donald Trump's endorsement. Two sources familiar tell CNN Trump has been privately encouraging his allies to support McCarthy. And McCarthy only needs a simple majority to win his party's nomination for speaker this week, so that's expected to happen. But it may not be so easy to win the gavel come January. That's because he'll need the majority of the entire House to vote for him, which is 218 votes. And it looks like if Republicans do win the House, it will be a very slim majority, meaning McCarthy will have little room for error within his own party. 
And he's already facing some headwinds from members of the hardline pro-Trump House Freedom Caucus in the party. McCarthy met with several members of that caucus today. The group is threatening to withhold their support as they hope to extract concessions from McCarthy. Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, a former chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, is even considering mounting a long-shot challenge to McCarthy. That's according to GOP sources familiar with the matter. Caucus Chairman Scott Perry told CNN he's quote-unquote 99% confident that someone will challenge McCarthy, adding that the group's primary focus has been seeking rule changes to weaken the speaker and empower individual members. But he also added the caucus has not taken an official position on the speaker's race, as not everyone in the group is on board with the hardline strategy. And that includes Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who said on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast today that she thinks it's risky to challenge McCarthy. I actually think that's a bad strategy when we're looking at having a very razor-thin majority. In order for us to succeed, we are going to be forced to work together. That means we're going to fight it out. We can elect Kevin McCarthy as speaker, and conservatives will still have a strong voice because bills can't get passed without us. Congressman Matt Gates, on the other hand, said today on Charlie Kirk's podcast that he will not support McCarthy. There's a lot of things about Kevin McCarthy that I think are very risky. And I think the way to put us on the most stable footing going forward is with new leadership, fresh ideas, new faces. It will likely be someone who can unify all of the segments of our caucus. And that person is not Kevin McCarthy. But it'll be a little while until we know about the Democrats and their own leadership. Democrats will hold their internal leadership elections the week after Thanksgiving. And we're not sure what those elections will look like, because it will all revolve around what House Speaker Nancy Pelosi decides to do. Over the weekend, Pelosi told my colleague Dana Bash that House Democrats are asking her to consider running for Speaker again, although she hasn't made a decision. Any decision to run is about family and also my colleagues. And uh, what we want to do is go forward in a very unified way as we go forward to prepare uh, for the Congress at hand. Pelosi is a towering figure in Democratic politics and has the support of many. But if she runs for speaker again, it may frustrate many in her party who have been anticipating she may step aside for a new generation to take the reins. If she did step aside, it would set the stage for a major shakeup in House Democratic leadership that would kick off a major fight for her successor. We've repeatedly seen the divides within House Democrats over the last year, and a competition for Pelosi's spot could expose those divides even further. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want more of me and my political analysis, subscribe to The Point newsletter. And don't forget to check out my new podcast, Downside Up, where we explore how small changes in the status quo could change your world completely. The latest episode is out now and is entitled, What If the NCAA Didn't Exist? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode of this podcast tomorrow.